Economics Radio is supported by Central Lakes College, Central Minnesota's premier community college. What would you think if I told you that economics is not just something found in the Wall Street Journal or on Fox Business? Economics is behind every choice we make. High school students use economics every day, usually without even knowing it. From AHS Studios, this is Economics, the podcast that explores the hidden side of high school. And today, we are going to be digging into the allocative efficiencies of being in a high school relationship. Now, many of you may be wondering, what are allocative efficiencies? Well, you see, in economics, this term is used to define if we are using our resources properly in order to maximize our happiness. For example, how should I spend a Friday night? Get ice cream with the girls or hang with a significant other? Or better explained, what else can we be doing with our time and resources? Is being in a relationship really worth it? Are you truly benefiting from this, or is it just a waste of time? I am in a relationship myself, so I know the sacrifices and sometimes even the consequences you have to be willing and able to make. Sometimes it can be hard choosing what is best for me if it can leave a negative impact on my boyfriend. If I may add on, you both have to be willing and able to make those sacrifices, and that is what we will be discussing today. Is being in a high school relationship going to make you happier? Is the puppy love real? Does it benefit you to walk each other to class, have everyone laugh at you for showing your PDA in the hallway, or waiting after a long game just to post a cute picture with them on social media? Is it really worth it? Now let's get this straight. For the most part, the resources you spend on your partner include time and money. The question is, Does spending these resources on one singular person, other than yourself, make you happier? To answer this question, we wanted to take an outsider's look on the topic. We took the time to interview Martin Hankey, who is currently in a seven-month-long relationship, but in the past was in a three-year-long relationship. We wanted to get a look on someone with experience. Do you regret your time spent in a relationship during those three years? Uh, you know, I don't regret my time in those three years because even moments or relationships that kind of end sour, they still teach you a lot about yourself and what you want when looking for like a partner. Did you ever have a hard time deciding whether or not you should hang out with your girlfriend or be with your friends? You know, no. I kind of just hung out with my guy friends as much as I wanted to. Do you think at that time you were the happiest person you could have been? I think from what I knew at the time, yes. Once I started to realize that I wasn't feeling happy, I started to want the relationship less and less, and eventually which led to a breakup. And so I think it takes time to figure out 
like that you don't want something anymore. What do you think is different about this relationship you are currently in? Are you happier? Um, comparing the two, which is probably a bad thing to do. Yeah, I am happier in this relationship than I was in the other one. Um, my new person has friends and isn't really like dependent on me all the time. And that's kind of nice because it can be draining to a person when you're their only source of happiness. In this relationship, Martin had to decide whether or not he was going to spend his time with his girlfriend or his friends. This is a conflict that many teenagers face when being romantically involved. Because let's be honest, when you spend all that time with one person, they really do become one of your best friends. But that time spent with them and not your friend does have an impact on your life, whether that's good or bad. You miss out on those crucial moments with your friends being a young, dumb teenager. Is sitting on the couch watching a movie with your partner really benefiting you, or is that what you'd rather be doing? Could being in the weight room or academically bettering yourself be the better decision for you rather than hanging out with your significant other or even your friends? This is where most teenage relationships tend to fail. Oftentimes, teenagers are fighting an internal battle of who to spend their time with, and this is where the allocative efficiency comes into play. Where along that continuum of relationships and time spent doing other things should they be? So let's dive into the costs and the benefits of being in a high school relationship to get a better understanding. So what else could a teenager really be spending their time and money on besides a romantic relationship in their teenage years? A person could argue that someone in their teenage years really doesn't have anything to worry about, but that is far from true. That time with their significant other is taking away from their time spent with their family and friends, time studying, and time working. They're also spending a significant amount of money on that person. Money they could be saving for college, investments, or something they really need. Don't even get me started on the absurd amount of gifting high schoolers like to partake in. Three-month anniversary gifts, Christmas gifts, Valentine's Day gifts, birthday gifts. I mean, the list goes on and on. But none of this really matters if those resources spent are actually making them happy. So I looked into a study from the National Library of Medicine that focused on the long-term risks and possible benefits associated with late adolescent romantic relationship quality. A large segment of this study focused on the relationship between mental health and romantic relationships. The study showed that teen dating has been linked to a range of negative outcomes, from distinct problems like teen pregnancy or physical and sexual abuse, to broader developmental concerns like poor emotional health, poor academic performance, and even substance use. According to this study, dating, especially in early adolescence, is also associated with depressive, anxiety, and eating disorder symptoms. Not to mention, these negative outcomes are more likely to occur the younger you are. Those teenage years are arguably the most important developmental stage, and to add on, all of those factors will only cause more stress and teenage angst. Of course, these statistics don't apply to every high school relationship. Not everyone has a bad experience that results in such trauma. Something is drawing us to be in a relationship at such a young age. Maybe it's the way we view our parents or how we are influenced by social media. Honestly, it could just be that hormonal drive. 
There's no true answer to why we start dating so young. It must have something to do with the connections and the special bonds you have with these people. When you have physical contact like a hug, your body releases neurochemicals that reduce stress and improve your happiness. Now you may be wondering, how can a simple hug make someone happier? And how will you even be able to measure that happiness? But according to Dignity Health, their studies show, hugging and other forms of non-sexual touching cause your brain to release an oxytocin known as the bonding hormone. This stimulates the release of other feel-good hormones such as dopamine and serotonin while reducing stress hormones such as cortisol and others. Humans are social creatures and anytime we encounter a positive social interaction, this is going to improve our happiness or leave us with one of those feel-good feelings. Having that one person who you can rely on is arguably great for the young adult's personal growth. Friendships and relationships often get compared, but a relationship is built not only off intimacy, but commitment, trust, concern, and just the overall caring of their well-being. This is a person who you exchange compliments, gifts, experiences, goals, and you get to spend that quality one-on-one time with. It is a different feeling getting a sentimental gift from your boyfriend or your girlfriend rather than just from a friend. It is a simple reminder that someone cares or even just that they thought of you. It is a different feeling when someone shows you that they appreciate you, not for something you did, besides just being yourself. This is why being in a relationship can be a good thing. This is a person who you feel comfortable with and they allow you to be yourself at all times. Sometimes you just need that someone to be there for you to listen. And for some people, that may be a best friend. But for others, it's their significant other. Because they have connected on that more emotional level, and they have a deeper connection of understanding. And this could be your best friend on that deeper level. By releasing those neurochemicals, it is a way of your body telling you you're doing a good job, which only influences you to do it more. It is easy to get carried away in all the social media and just making connections online, but it is important to make those real-world connections for both your personal health and theirs. Now that we've covered both the costs and the benefits of dating in high school, you can see there's a very fine line between whether or not a person should be romantically involved at such a young age. It truly is a toss-up because while it could result in some very serious emotional and physical distress, it is also a very natural thing and a part of life that can create a lot of happiness and something that may be good for you to learn at a young age when it comes with a positive experience. So where should a teenager's time and money truly be spent? I think there needs to be a happy medium. To make sure that the relationship is healthy, you can't be with your partner all the time. You need to allow each other space to grow, especially at such a young age and allow each other to grow together. I think when a teenager gets too caught up in their significant other and they don't have that good balance of social life and romantic life, that's when you start to get all those negative outcomes that Hannah brought up. Because they get this vision that this is who they should be with the rest of their lives, and they start to live in a world that is unrealistic. They are missing out on time with their best friends and even time with themselves when they are only focusing on their significant other. There becomes a point if you focus too much on someone else's happiness, it can become harder for you to feel that way too. But after listening to what Eileen had to say, I also think that not dating in high school also comes with its side effects. If you never become romantically involved and only spend time with your friends, what happens when they start dating and you have nobody else to hang out with? 
You never get to experience that type of bond, and it can create a feeling as if you're missing out on something. Most people will view a high school relationship as more of practice, but you get to be the one to decide that. You learn a lot about yourself during these relationships and how to deal with others. You find out what is most important in your life and start to figure out your personal goals. It can be really hard for someone to meet your same exact expectations at such a young age. And who knows, maybe you will last until marriage and be with each other for the rest of your life. But if that's true, you have the rest of your life to spend with this person. So you should enjoy your high school years and focus on what makes you happy. What do you think about a high school relationship? Have we changed your mind? Do you think that you are managing your resources well? Were you truly happy? Now for some fun facts about AHS. We took a survey on the students about their high school relationships. 77% of the students who answered said they have been in a high school relationship and only 45% are currently in a relationship. We are Eileen and Hannah, and we'll see you next time on Economics.